All right. Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome to the show. This is the And Evil Podcast. This is Chris Jansen, and I'm really happy to have you here today. Evil is the destruction of freedom, and we're working together to do what we can to change this dynamic of evil in the world. And we can do that by understanding what evil is and by understanding all the ways that it sneaks into our lives and um, guides people's choices. And we can start making better choices and we can leave a better legacy for future generations. And I'm really proud to be part of um, a larger group of individuals and content creators who have done amazing work. And um, that's why this episode I've been um, invited some of the most wonderful people I could think of, content creators from the Seed 5 Metamorphosis Conference, which um, blew my mind and I didn't want it to be over. So I decided to have another roundtable and invite as many of these wonderful folks as I could. And I'm going to start bringing them in now and we can get this awesome roundtable conversation going. We got Nate Cap, Will Keller, Logan Hart, Chris Nelson, Douglas Martin, uh, Brandon Martin and Leslie Powers here today. This is an all-star team. How are you doing, folks? Hello. Howdy. Exciting to be here with What's all up, you. Everyone. Everybody's yeah, we audio. Get a, we're getting a little through. bit. Yeah, we're getting a little bit of audio distraction. So. Hello, um, Chris. What's up, Douglas? Thanks How you doing? For, thanks for coming. My pleasure. Doing great. Hey, everyone. Glad to be here. What's up, Logan? Thanks for coming. I'm going to make an adjustment here. Thanks for having us, Chris. Yeah, I was, you know, so impressed with the Seed Conference, and I've been noticing I don't want it to be over, <laughs> so I decided to not let it be over. Got my new shirt in the mail. I see, Will, you got yours on. And, um, you know, we're, a lot of us are still reviewing um presentations i was just telling nate you know i still have a plan to sit down for two hours and thoroughly watch nate's presentation and um douglas's those were the two i didn't get to spend the time i wanted to on at all and i'm looking forward to my next car drive so that's my time for that but you know i noticed so many parallels and um like check marks in different presentations that echoed and reverberated from the other presentations and some of the themes that popped up in different presentations. And so I was hoping we could maybe talk a little bit about some of the parallels. But um, I wanted to start off, I'll start with you, Nate. Can you just tell us a little bit about your experience as being a content creator so listeners can kind of relate to the experience of what you go through trying to create something like what you did? Well, yeah. Uh, sorry if there's a uh, echo again. Um Sounds yeah, good. and that's part of being a content creator. There's always going to be technical issues, um, especially when you're dealing with the, you know, computer and the uh, um, the internet and the, you know, your your mic and your all your hardware. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's very difficult because you know, not only are you taking in so much information and trying to process that information. But then you're also trying to learn the tech at the same time, trying to learn the, the thing that uh, is being used against you on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and it's it's very, very um, difficult, for, especially for someone who might be coming from a, 
more of a right-brained, you know, uh, modality. And I definitely came more from a right brain. So I really had to strengthen my left brain and go through the tech and really push myself hard to, uh, you know, really um, understand the dynamics. And, you know, I'm still learning, you know, all the time, still having so many issues all the time, but I just keep pushing through it and, uh, you know, just keep on um, learning from my mistakes and, you know, even writing down my mistakes, writing down things that uh, are are helpful, um, to, you know, helpful reminders. And, um, you know, but at the same time, again, you know, taking in the information and then uh, being able to uh, demonstrate it to your best ability, you know, it takes time. And that's, it's something that I struggled with uh, so much in the beginning was uh, just learning how to not only get in front of people, but to be prepared and uh, to know, um, you know, anything what I'm doing. Uh, that's why I think it was better for me to just start out with, you know, smaller presentations and uh, start out in front of people too, because I feel like, you know, having, um, uh, you know, face-to-face presentations is very helpful. And it's not as, there's not so much tech going on with that, or there doesn't have to be. So I think that's, it's a little bit easier uh, to start out that way, or just to start out even just recording just your voice, just the audio. Um, and that's why, you know, I do audio and uh, slides only on the cubbyhole. And, um, and then I switched over to, uh, I, I created another podcast called Outcasting with the subtitle uh, Bits of Science Towards Freedom. And I did that as a way to basically uh, work on my video tech and work on my audio and really try to advance myself in that way just to, you know, put myself through that. So that way I have a better understanding of how to deal with, you know, the tech issues and how to, um, you know, uh, try to, you know, fix problems on the fly. And, um, you know, and I'm planning on doing, you know, live video uh, next year. So that's, that's a big deal for me. But um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much that goes into it. You know, I could just go on and on. It's, it's, it's definitely. Yeah, a, but it helps because journey. people have no idea. I, I don't think, you know, just the amount of time and energy it takes, but then on the other hand, how, how simple it is to get started on the other hand. So um, who's next? Um, Douglas, good to see you. Um, here's a guy who risked life and limb to brought us a presentation for the funnel conference. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for inviting me on, Chris. It's great to be here. Yeah, glad you came. It's great to see everybody on here, and I really appreciate everybody's contribution to the Seed 5 conference. Everybody did a fantastic job, and it's really, frankly, the best conference I've ever seen, and it was a real honor to be a part of it. And, um, you know, it's it's a real pleasure that uh, we're trying to keep the, the momentum going. Uh, I'm, I'm happy about that. I, I'm the same way as you. I didn't want the momentum to fade out because, yeah, it was such a great event. And, um, you know, it's a pleasure to meet everybody here. I mean, I haven't formally met everybody, but, you know, here I am, and it's really great to meet 
everybody and everybody did such a, a, a fantastic job. And, um, yeah, I did see more continuity with the material than I've ever seen in any conference. And, um, it was a, a real pleasure to be part of the Funnel 3 conference. And I really appreciate that opportunity as well. And I was glad I was able to, to deliver a presentation there. And I'm glad to, to be here breathing the fresh air. So thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, I feel like we're having a party and all my best friends are here. Yeah, that's great, Chris. <laughs> Is that, do we got Brandon here? Brandon Martin? And I got Brandon Spencer. Sorry, Brandon Spencer, for being a minute late on sending you the invite. <laughs> Had a lot of invites to send out today and I missed you, but I'm glad you made it. Brandon Martin, can you talk? Well, maybe his connection's weird, but um, since I got your attention, Brandon Spencer, why don't you tell me a little bit about your, uh, you know, becoming a presenter? What does it take, you know, and a little bit of the struggle? All right. Uh, can you hear me pretty yeah, good? Yeah, coming in good. All right. The, um, Hilda Struggle, um, learning the technology. That's something that I've been trying to progress in because um, when I first started, I was very technological illiterate. So instead of just investing my time and, you know, trying to gain more knowledge, I started to learn about the hardware and the software that I was using. So that has been like one of the biggest learning curves. And uh, the more time that I actually invested to learn a lot of the software uh, and trying to upgrade the hardware, then it kind of showed in, you know, my content creation. And that's been like, the biggest thing because you know it does take a lot of time so you have to uh, sacrifice time from doing other things there were many times where i didn't want to work you know because i wanted to put more effort into step up you know have my content you know just to be around so many other wonderful speakers it encouraged me to uh you know to look at what i was doing and what i was creating and uh i wanted to get better you know at it and that was one of the, the uh, biggest things because we did have a lot of time to prepare for our um, our presentations. And I really did put a lot of not just mental work, but I actually invested into a whole new, you know, device, um, updated some technology because I really wanted to step up my game. And I hope that it showed, you know, I got into the moving, you know, graphics help with my background because I got tired of, you know, just having a static image, you know, like I wanted to create some life. I wanted to create some of that energy because, you know, my presentation was hell about fire and I wanted to, you know, show that. So I hope it was shown in that and I hope people, you know, gain from it. But yeah, learning the technology was the biggest thing. Yeah. You, you lit that fire. I love that everlasting fire. It's burning. And, um, I feel the same way, man. Every time we've done one of these conferences, I wind up buying stuff. <laughs> and right now my credit card's kind of pissed at me, but it was worth it. Because, you know, every time things get a little better, right before this, Nate and I were talking about how impressive every presentation was aesthetically. It was just beautiful. Um, I've never seen in any conference that many presentations back to back with that high level of graphics. And um, Logan, you you did a wonderful job, again, making presentations out beyond the conference that people can even see more of. You want to tell us a little bit about your process, Logan? Yeah, sure. Um, it's kind of interesting because, you know, I started doing this work 
well, early 2019. So I'm fairly like established and, you know, comfortable with the, just making videos and, and, uh, podcast and things like that. And for lack of opportunity, I guess, mostly I hadn't really got into the presentation realm until, I mean, I, I did technically do my first for, uh, seed four. And, uh, I mean, I'm happy with it, but there were a lot of reasons. There was a lot of things going on in my personal life that, that just, I didn't feel like that. I rose to like my potential with that. So funnel three and then seed, uh, five really kind of pushed me to, challenge myself and and put my all into it and try to do something that I knew that I was you know that that matched my potential and uh, bring that you know my presentation skill up to the level of where everything else was so it was is really fun and um, fulfilling and gratifying to to kind of see that come to fruition and I will say, you know, the process for making these presentations is a little bit different. It, it it feels like such a process. I'm sure you all can relate. It's not just as simple as here's an idea I want to talk about. Here's a few bullet points. Let me hit record and crank this video out. You know, that's what most of like YouTubing and things like that is is about. But with something this, you know, not only in-depth that you're going into on these topics, but you want to do it in such a way that flows. It, you lay, you have, it has a structure to it. It, it makes sense. You got to lay the groundwork first and go through it all. And then as far as actually manifesting, I mean, it, it, it's a deeply profound, like magical act, in my opinion, going from the mentalism phase of like coming up with the idea, writing the outline, developing the content, and then, and I'm a very structured person, so I write all this out. You know, I develop an outline. Uh, I even have my check boxes for writing. Then you got the uh, graphical design of the the like what it, what colors do you want to use, what imagery do you want to use, your fonts, all of this stuff. Then you go out to start making the slides, and then, I mean, just that one step alone might take weeks. You know, and then you got to record it. And then you got editing after that. So each little stage, you're spending weeks on at a time. So it really is such a deep process of like testing your determination, your focus, your resolve to bringing this idea into manifestation. And it's all going into this one little icon on your, in a folder or a desktop or something. All these months of work poured into that one little thing that you click. And creates an experience that you can then broadcast. I mean, that is profound magic in my opinion. And uh, it's it's really cool that it's something that's newer to my repertoire of what I've been creating. And, it, and I've really fallen in love with the process. And now I've gone from, you know, very little experience to now I've got like tons of ideas growing in a folder of other presentations that I want to do. And it's like my new favorite. Uh, medium really and now i just don't have enough time to <laughs> to actually do everything i want to do because each one of them i mean i can i think two or three a year would be about all i can manage with my schedule so 
Yeah, as soon as one's over, it's like the mind starts going, hmm, I'm going to start working on the next one. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, you know, I think the other thing, too, that's hard for folks to imagine is like write, sitting down to write a book. Like you got to figure out where to start and where to end and all the in between. And you you get into it, you get deep into it. And then you kind of look up at some points and you're like, wait, what am I doing here? What am I saying? <laughs> it's like it's all up to you. There's no prescribed start, yeah. finish, middle. And you got to decide all that. But um, I want to hear from Chris because Chris Nelson did fantastic job and just coming out of the bat first presentation at a big conference and um, did a bang up awesome job. Very amazing. Thanks, Chris. Um, let's hear about your process. Well, thank you for the kind words. Glad you uh, appreciated uh, the presentation and uh, the information that was in it. Um, I would just like to say for people who feel inspired that uh, try and that's part of doing, you know, the, the yoga, there is no try, there is only do, but trying is part of the doing. You, you try and that's like, that's your step towards trying to accomplish what you're trying to do. Maybe you won't accomplish it, but trying is that doing phase where you're, you're trying to get to that goal of whatever you're trying to do. And maybe you'll get there, maybe you won't, but if you don't try, you'll, you'll never get there. So trying to, if we're going to inspire other people to, um, uh, become more warriors on the battle, battlefield, so to speak, then, uh, you know, um, people have to get over maybe their shyness or whatever apprehensions they have for their voice, their appearance. You don't even have to appear on camera. It took me several years before uh, I appeared on camera. I think it was only uh, in 2023. And before that, I started off with writing. So you can start off anywhere and just, just try to do something to do the great work of trying to uh, morally educate others and, uh, and then it evolves from there and you you just progress in your uh, capabilities of putting out the information in different types of media format and uh, yeah that's uh that's basically what i wanted to, to say for like regarding presentations or how i got started and try to inspire people to just try to do something uh, no matter what and like if you're if you're not even sure what to do, you know, Mark Passio's information is a good start or anybody's content is a good start. You get an idea and you can just talk about what you heard and uh, in a different way or certain parts. And you may might be able to add information if you if you have it. If not, the, the main part is uh, it's not to always try. Uh, don't get don't get hung up on trying to bring something new. That other people haven't. Oh, that's always good to do, but the main part is to, as uh, Passio says, to increase the voice of the truth. So even if you're repeating what someone says, you're adding that particular area of knowledge to the voice of truth online for potential people to access it. And sure, you won't uh, probably have like uh, thousands or hundreds of thousands of views as other people do. But it's that one more piece that's being added to the chorus of truth, and it helps in no matter what small way to propagate the, the potential for other people to be able to receive that message. So at first, you know, like, oh, I'm, you're not going to add anything new, but don't even worry about that. Like, you can start at, uh, the way I started was my first 10 or 8 articles or something was, uh, you know, Passio's first 10 or 12 podcasts and I was just trying to explain that and I'd go more into thinking about it and try to explain it deeper 
in the way that I could uh, understand it in, a, in more in depth, and then and then it just evolves, and you'll you'll see that if you just start and try to do something, and then eventually you could end up where we've all ended up, which is doing uh, presentations with uh, with a webcam and uh, with slides and and lots of visuals like. Uh, like Brandon Spencer, uh, blowing it out of the park uh, with all of his uh, amazing visuals there that he brings with, I think, his Canva. I haven't tried it yet, but uh, yeah, that's what I'll, that's all, I'll end it there. Just trying yeah, to do something. And then all of you, you know, we inspire one another and we see stuff in each other's work that says, oh, I need to do something like that. So you start out just doing little exercises and then pretty soon you're lifting heavier and heavier weights. So, um, Talk about um, lifting heavy weights. Um, Brandon Martin, you know, he was there the whole conference talking to every speaker, every round table. I, I know Sunday night I was falling asleep and he was still up. So can you talk now, Brandon? I want to hear a little bit from you about your experience. Still not getting audio. Well, if you can, jump in whenever you can, Brandon. But um, I'll pass it on to Will, um, raising a whole new generation of natural law and truth speakers with his work. And I saw you've been putting out some stuff since. Um, oh, yeah. Great work, Will. Tell us Th about yours. Thank you. Yeah, the, the Seed 5 conference was fantastic. Um, I had a blast. I'm really lucky to be a part of it. Seed 4, uh, well, Seed 5 was like an anniversary for me because on Seed 4, that was my first formal presentation. Uh, so it was good to be back at the seed conference. Um, the presentation process, I love it. It's such a, a metamorphosis in itself, right? It's like a little mini hero's journey. You take an idea or a message and you're going to, you know, construct this presentation to deliver it to the world. Uh, like Logan said, absolutely, hands down, is a magical process. And, you know, it activates both sides of the, the brain too, right? The left and the right. You get the analytical. You need to understand the tech and the creative essence as well with speaking on camera, um, you know, conveying a message. Uh, I love it. So uh, Seed 5 was my 10th presentation of this year. And um, it, it's just a process that I'm, I'm hoping to evolve in. And I think if anyone wants to get to that level like Chris said, you have to break that inertia. You have to start somewhere. And absolutely, it's a process of evolution. So you just got to dive in and get your feet wet. And then one day, you're doing stuff like, Will, you know, your arches, I love that. You're a, that was a cool um, addition, the way you set up your slide with the royal arch over you. That was pretty sweet. I love that. I was, in, I was just like, oh, man, that's neat. Um <laughs> Yeah, I knew there was going to be some new creativity and the way things, you know, there's some traditional things that have been done in presentations. And now it's up to all of us to keep kind of bending those rules and doing things a little different and see if we can impress one another and then hopefully um, other people, too. Um, Brandon, you got your mic working now? I don't it know. Looks... Am I coming through now? Yeah, there he all is. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> awesome. I don't know what that was about. It was working in the settings. I was like, what's going on here? I just went through everything. Uh, yeah, thanks for putting this on, Chris. Very, very excited to be here and be a part of this amazing community. Obviously, everybody really, you know, laid laid out the foundation for the Seed Conference this year. And if it wasn't for you guys, like it wouldn't have came off 
uh, a home run, really. You know, if it wasn't for all the hard work, I mean, you helped out with the green room, Chris. Everybody put in an effort at some level, and that's what we really need to see is that we need a community uh, becoming very, very strong with each other. We need solidarity with each other. We need to build friendships. We need to build spiritual friendships with each other and start to strengthen this community to its extent, because that's one thing that we are constantly fighting is the division amongst ourselves, right? And until we have a strong community to fight back against tyranny and against mind control and against government, then we're just all separated. And that's exactly where they want us. And that's what the seed conference was really about. It's about bringing people together. Um, so yeah, it's just been an absolute pleasure. I'm glad you guys thought I was a good host. I did the best that I could. Um, I thought the interviews went really well with everybody. Uh, that was something I really wanted to uh, extend. Every time I had somebody else come on, I was like, oh, I just want to keep talking to you, you know? Like, I have so many questions I want to ask you guys. And so that was really fun. And that's the first time I've been on the side of being the interviewer. So that was, you know, the first time I've been a host. But I have a lot of experience with hosting events. So I've always been around organizing events usually musically or, you know, within the skateboard arena and stuff like that. So I've always had uh, background information into organizing events like this. So it was a little bit easier for me than it would be for most people to get something like this going. Plus, I've been pretty tech savvy for the most part, most of my life building PCs, being, you know, torrenting since torrenting first came out, you know, hacking programs back in the day, you know. Uh, hacking video games back in the day and all that stuff to play. So I've always been in the technical industry uh, and trying to keep up with the tech. As Mark says, you know, we do have to understand the tech that's extremely, extremely valuable and extremely important to getting the message of truth out at this moment. And as far as like a friendly tip for people, like the way that I do my presentations is actually a little bit chaotic and some people may do it differently, right? Some people may be very analytical and very like linear and structured with it. And some people may be a little bit more wild and it may be a little bit more of that feminine aspect, that feminine creation style where you're just like winging it sometimes. And you can create masterpieces from both sides of this, this paradigm where I try to balance them both, obviously bringing the intellectual and the creative side together. Um, but there is a slight aspect of, uh, you know, some randomness that gets thrown in with mine. So usually what helped me was starting out writing essays. And then I would take a section of my essay and then I would make a slide with that. And that helped me to just start to develop uh, the ability to do graphic slides, right? I already had a background in graphic design. So understanding a little bit of the programs that you're using, the basics, you don't need to get into super detailed about it. That's one thing that I would recommend is not trying to become super advanced with like all the intricacies of the programs, you know, just find the basics, work from there and start to develop that skill set. And you'll get better at that, you know, just with repetition. And then the other thing is, is that it's always a constant unfoldment of self-knowledge as you do these presentations. You're going to learn more about yourself. You're going to learn more about the topic that you're trying to bring to the table. And that's something that's so amazing when you do work like this is that it's not like you just know everything and then you just put it down. Some people do it that way and that works out. But for me personally, I learned so much more by doing this work, by being in the 
uh, active stage, right? By activating myself, by having my mind, my heart, and my guts in the right place and aligning myself with natural law and putting it in there. And then the universe comes together and kind of helps you to build these tapestries uh, of aggregated synthesis of, of this knowledge, you know? And I think that's really important because it is an unfoldment. It's an unfoldment because we're on the spiritual journey. And, uh, yeah, I think that's that's all I have to say on that, really. Yeah, and I found I, uh, off what you said, I found that when I put myself through that process um, in the future, if I have to discuss a similar topic, like I've already gone down this step-by-step path of building something and it's like, it's all there, you know, and once you build something like that from the beginning to end, it really um, gets it in your brain in a, in a, in a different way um, that helps you memorize it and think about it deeper. And um, man, we got some um, two gems of beauty here. Um, ladies are supposed to go first, but I saved the beauty for last and we did brawn before beauty. So um, let's go to Leslie Powers and then we'll hear from Indica. Thanks for joining us, ladies. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate the growing community and the sense of community that develops from coming together in these conference format. And I really have started to feel this community building for sure, like through funnel and then into seed, including in the, the people who are in the chats and, you know, the joking and, you know, it, it becomes sort of, it becomes fun. And uh, there's like this, these familiar names then, you know, that pop in and um, it stimulates that sense of um, we're in this together and we're not alone. And we have this common um, passion for what's right and true. And we're sacrificing a lot of, you know, our energy and time for this cause. And I, um, for my, for me, like I had the inspiration for my, my topic, even before funnel, I had started my slides, but then I got really focused on funnel three. And then after funnel three, I had this sort of like big inspiration, almost like a download of, of, and and I had so much inspiration in my topic that it got me um, kind of confused. Actually, it interrupted my my linear um, process and became really unwieldy for me, like emotionally and um, intellectually, where I had all these ideas of ways that I I wanted to be creative and create something actually that's way beyond my technological ability. You know, and I, I had to keep sort of like bringing it down and take these big ideas and these inspirations that I had and sort of try to put it into an hour, which ended up being an hour and a half after I'd cut it down from a lot more than that. So I, you know, it was sort of a challenging, this particular uh, presentation of the ones I've done so far was the most um, taxing for me. And, uh, I went through periods of like self-doubt and, you know, because I'm very honored and it to be included in this group of people. And for Brandon, you know, when you invited me, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like a real honor to be a part of it. So it mattered a lot to me. 
Um, and that because it matters and I'm, you know, putting something up with all you guys, it, it's, it adds a certain, um, there are moments when I was like, Oh my God, like, can I pull this off? Like how, what do I do? You know, I was just sort of a mess a little bit and ended up like, it pushed me to a new limit, but in a way, like afterwards, like I'm feeling like, wow, you know, it was a transformative experience and I'm glad that, you know, it came, uh, it was well received, which is gratifying. And I, I felt like, like despite all my anxieties or whatever and stress it, like I was satisfied and, um, uh, I put something out different than I have done before and it opened up another world for me. Um, so it is like this evolutionary process for us as individuals um, to, to test ourselves a little bit. Um, I was really inspired by Brandon Spencer's like Da Vinci Resolve um, tutorial and I really wanted to learn that and do it, but it got came down to the wire and I didn't get to do it, but I was able to incorporate a little OBS. So my, one of my goals with technology was just to do something new, like to, to just learn something new in this process and, and realize, wow, I'm going to start working on those technology things, you know, longer before, you know, the due date, um, but to get out there and just experiment. And, and I've always felt like from people in this community that you're, you're available to ask questions to, um, that you're, you're really willing to help, um, people to grow and learn new things. And I, um, feel very gratif, it's very gratifying to be part of this, this community. So yeah, thank y'all. <laughs> yeah, joyful experience. Thanks so much, Leslie. And I enjoyed watching and helping you go through your experience as well. <laughs> that was intense. I know. <laughs> She's it like, was. Ah! I know. That was the last week before I'm trying to get it done. I was like, oh, Chris, I don't know. <laughs> and I was getting so confused because I listened to it over and over and over and was editing it. And I was I'm like, I didn't anymore. even know. I felt like I repeated myself like 10 times in the presentation. It was just because I listened so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then um how about you indica was it a struggle um you did something really unique and i loved it it was different it was creative and it brought in a child's voice that was amazing tell us about how that went for you well first of all i just want to say hey everybody um it's just great to be a part of all this and um such great people and everything that you're doing. <laughs> I just can't believe that I'm actually sitting here and talking to you all, to be honest with you. Um, you know, when I look at, look back and I look back at every one of you and I saw presentations two, three, four years ago or what you were doing and then what you are today, it's just mind blowing. It really is. And you know, even though I did something, you know, pretty simple, you know, I, I felt like I was very guided to do that. It was like I was being used. My soul was being used to create that because some source is kind of telling me that I have to kind of do a little play, uh, in my mind. And it really was a dream. Um, it was like a, you know, not really a sleeping, but like a daydream. And, when it came to me, I said, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. And that's what I did. And, 
I've never done anything like that before, um, but um, it was wonderful working with them. These really cool people that were very, very open-minded and uh, somewhat very aware. So I met her actually at a meeting um, regarding what's going on in the world today. And we became friends and I uh, met her little boy and her little boy came up to me and says, I love your book. And I just talked to him for a while and this was like a year ago. And then when it came time to do this, I said, what do I really want to do? And what do I really want to focus on? And I always want to focus on children because uh, they're getting the raw end of the stick and parents need to wake up and, you know, join in and try to do the right thing. And uh, that's, that's just what I'm trying to do is the right thing and be creative and artistic in a way that tells a story. So that's it. And about a you know, just a, in a nutshell. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks so much, Indica. I think us sharing too and being personal with people, you know, that if other people do watch these videos, that gives them the opportunity to kind of like realize, oh, these are just regular people like me that busted their ass and try to do something extra in life, you know, maybe I should too. And, um, you know, like I know I've heard people get back to me and say that something I said or something in one of my presentations affected them. And I know every one of you have affected lives and that is so huge. You know, if there is such thing as angels, I imagine all the angels just like, yeah, look at these guys. Look what they're doing, you know. So um, I wanted to next kind of open the conversation. Um, whoever wants to talk from here on out, I just wanted to make sure I got everybody a chance to speak individually. But let's just kind of discuss um, like some of the parallels we saw that went throughout the conference. Um, I'm going to start by just saying, you know, since Indica was talking, the parallel between her presentation and like say Will's work, right. And, and how the importance of speaking to the children and um, you know, that's huge. And that also has to do with the rebirth, let's say, and Leslie's um, presentation. And um, I can't remember if there were others that also, you know, really put the emphasis on children or the next generation. But I know we talked about, you know, leaving a legacy and how do we affect future people um, so yeah, anybody else want to jump in on that point? I have something to say. Um, first of all, I thought it was a genius stroke, um, to have the ladies starting off each day. And, um, Indica, I thought your presentation was amazing. And, um, you've always had a skill for the photography and it really showed through. And some of the angles that you were able to get and your theatrics were just incredible. And I know your background, so it's not just, you know, you got lucky. I know that you've done your homework, and it really shined through. And um, bringing up and setting the precedent with the uh, hero's journey from Joseph Campbell was a genius stroke. And I think it really set the tone for the, the day. So uh, I really appreciated what you had brought. And I wanted to say to Leslie, it's nice to meet you, Leslie, finally. Um, I thought your presentation was extremely scholarly and I think it, it's, it set a bar high for people to understand the importance of this mythology. And, um, 
I was very inspired by it. I plan to write it all out word for word, and I wow. will. I'm, you know, that's just me. That's how I study. Um, but I, I will be writing that out word for word because I will be using a great deal of that in my own work. And I've dealt with a lot of that material, but, you know, you did a, an outstanding job presenting it and mm, you did outstanding, you. did outstanding with the tech. And, um, it's really great to have the feminine energy involved. I think it's very important. Um, I want to see more of it. And I'm very grateful that you, you both attended the conference. And I'd like to just say something to the other speakers that are here um, about their work. Um, Brandon, of course, Brandon Spencer, your your presentation, uh, The Everlasting Lamp, is a critical of critical importance, the importance of the symbol of the flame and, and the the everlasting or the perpetual torch or the hypothetical perpetual torch. Remember, it wasn't so long ago when they were running the Olympics and they were passing the torch and the torch kept going out. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but that was a big deal because, you know, they were trying to symbolically extinguish this eternal torch. And, um, you know, in the, uh, in the, um, Golden Bow, we see the Vestal Virgins guarding the perpetual flame. It's, it's, it's a big subject, but it's a very important subject and it's very important that it's symbolic of the, the knowledge being, the critical knowledge being passed forward to progeny and posterity. And that is what our responsibility is to do. And of course, um, the, the, the powers that be are doing all that they can to extinguish that flame. So it is our responsibility to make sure that that does not happen. Um, Will Keller, your presentation on rites of passage was a critical topic. Great selection. And I loved your aesthetics. Just you're, you're a pro, dude. And I mean, I'm just, you know, totally inspired by everything that you do. And um, I thought that the information that you brought was critical. Chris Nelson. You did a fantastic job, and it was really great to have you there. Um, your presentation, empowering change and understanding um, the power of conscious understanding and and um, I can't read my own writing. Understanding the power of consciousness. Go ahead and refresh me there a little bit. Harnessing. Harnessing. Yeah, I couldn't read my own writing. Yes, that was a great presentation. I really enjoyed your work. It's very scholarly. So it's great to have you in the SEED conference. Uh, Brandon Martin told me that he did his presentation in a week, which I find very hard to believe. <laughs> but uh, I did. His, I did his, it. His presentation, Beyond the Forbidden Veil, was mind-blowing, very advanced, very crucial, critical information nate cap your earth brain to the sacred trace was beyond belief mind-boggling material and logan hart um your presentation breaking beyond the box awesome topic awesome selection and just amazing aesthetic technical skills and um i hope i've mentioned everybody's work so far um what about chris yeah. Chris, oh, Chris Jansen, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, I knew I was forgetting one. Yeah, that's a trap within the trap, but he showed up in behind those bars in the beginning. That was classic, Chris. And great aesthetic, great tech, and thanks for helping out in the back end and all, all that you do and putting on Funnel 3 and you and Will and every all your efforts are much appreciated by me. So I just wanted to say that. Thanks for letting me get that out. So I'd like to – Throw in a little bit here for Chris because Chris's presentation on my uh, website on the uh, YouTube page I have actually got the second highest views uh, up there with Mark Passio. And I thought that was kind of pretty interesting, actually. So it seemed to be a pretty popular one there, Chris. So I think people appreciated what you brought to the table. That's fantastic. Amazing. I have a concept that I wanted to share that I think is also kind of good foundational as we're setting the tone of, of this is just, and this might not be what, you know, is, is in the linear or conventional realm of thought as far as continuity as what we're talking about is, is just the simple fact that we are all humans that are on our own spiritual journeys. And I mean, it's, it's that, it's such a beautiful depiction of how life is both literal and metaphorical. This is my, you know, my pagan perspective. This is how I view spirituality is that we are all humans coming together for this conference and we're sharing topics that are dear to our heart that have had an impact on like what we've studied and what we've come to learn about this one reality that we are all experiencing at the same time. And then we pour all this energy into, you know, sharing what we've learned in our individual lives and putting it into the tapestry that is the, the conference. But the, the, that is the theme is spirituality itself that we are all just these human beings living our lives and uh, and just sharing what we know and how beautiful is that. And really, I just wanted to express just deep love and gratitude for all of you. Um, we've most of the faces here, uh, you know, I, I view you as family, really. Uh, we've, we've come to deepen our relationships and uh, I, you know, regardless of the views and the shares and the likes and all of that, I'm just so grateful to be like part of this and just doing fighting this fight with you guys. And when I just look at all your faces, I just, my heart is exploding with, with love and appreciation. So wanted to share that. Same. <laughs> hey, we got James Cordner in here. How's it going? James Cordner. Well, What's said. up, everybody? Hey, I, I loved your talk, man. It was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Fear is illusion. And, yeah, it was great. And I was really, really glad to have you as part of the Seed 5 conference. So I wanted to say that to you. Thanks. I really appreciate that. I'm Everyone, glad you showed up, too. So I think I got here just in, just in time. Brandon Spencer graciously made some room for me. So mm -hmm. I appreciate that from Brandon. And, yeah, I'm... Uh, Proud to reach the restream limit on my account. I didn't know what it was. And, <laughs> and I clearly do. <laughs> That's the limit. And, 
Yeah. yeah, James, you want to catch us up? Tell us, we, we started out, we all gave a little bit of um, personal story about our our experience of creating a presentation um, and how that went. So if you want to do that, that'd be great to hear your experience. Uh, well, it all started right after last year's Shattering the Illusion conference. I immediately was like, what am I going to do next? And I just kind of started throwing ideas to at the wall and seeing what I could do and uh, what was in my wheelhouse. And basically it came down to a few different ideas. One of them had to do with uh, star Wars and then a couple of other ones had to, but I figured, you know, doing something like fear is illusion was a good segue away from the previous presentation that I did, which had to do with ADHD and had to do with the way some of the ways that the brain of somebody who could be diagnosed with ADHD, the way that brain works and uh, with the hypothalamus and certain other areas and uh, with novelty seeking and, and whatnot. So it led to exploring, you know, why do uh, the what like why do people react the way that they do to a lot of the situations that we are that we constantly get faced with on a day to day basis? Uh, and I mean, where does this fear come from? And basically, I mean, all of us here know that a large portion, like the vast majority of the fearful situations that we are faced with are constructed in order to keep us in a condition of slavery and to keeping us into this control under this control. And I just kind of wanted to see if I could lend uh, my voice to, uh, maybe pointing, pointing out from a different perspective, um, how that works. That's why I kind of constructed that wheel of intraspecific kleptoparasites is because that is, in my opinion, a very good way to kind of uh, attack the problem is by giving it a name and seeing how it all works together and how one uh, how one aspect of, of this leads into the other and it all feeds off of each other and creates this energetic flow from the top down to the bottom back up to the top again. And then it just creates this cycle. So my my experience in creating the the presentation was i did i i do a lot of listening i do a lot of listening of podcasts books on tape and i just jot down notes and i make and i make notes like i have i mean what would be the equivalent of pages and pages and pages of notes in my phone and then i just kind of transfer them over to uh my computer and i make bullet points and then uh, from there i kind of and it's very informal and very choppy, but I kind of write an essay. And then from there, I'll take like bits and pieces from the essay and make the slides out of them. And then for me personally, it helps to have the words I really want to say on the slide itself to make sure that the thing that I deem most important is there. And I can't forget about it because I have a forgetful mind. And in the moment I get, uh, I'm the type of person that in the moment I might get a little passionate in my speech. And I might trail off a little bit and say something that's completely out in left field. Like some of the things I was saying in my presentation weren't on the slides because in the moment I'm just like, oh, got to get it out. And it just comes out and, you know, like a bunch of the stuff that my criticisms toward parents and things like that, like that is something that just spews out of me in the moment because it's, it's passion. It, it's, it's about being in the moment and not having some predetermined script all the time of course having that in one aspect can really help drive the ship help help drive the ship forward and keep the flow going 
But on the other hand of it is like every now and then you've got to do an impromptu kind of rant, go out on a tangent, as long as you're not going so far out there that you can't find your way back. And then from there, you just kind of continue on. Like that's my presentation style, my, my approach to it. I've only done a couple of these things, but I've been podcasting for a while and, you know, maybe I got some chops to this, this thing, but I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, a challenge when Brandon come, when Brandon comes, Brandon Martin comes to me and says, Hey, I'm doing the seed five conference. Do you want in? I'm like, yeah. And then I go and I say, Oh my God, what did I just agree to? Oh my God. There's going to be so many other people there. Oh my God. Oh, do I compare myself to them? And then I go, no, don't compare yourself to them at all. It's an honor to be there. And whatever you put out, like you were invited, like the people that organize this thing, they want you there. And if you fail, then fine, take it with grace, but you're invited. Try to make something that is going to be something that you're proud of. And if other people criticize it, or if you're the guy that gets the least amount of like replays on your presentation or whatever, all these trivial superficial things. Okay. Whatever. It means you're over the target. You, you still did it and you did it. And the, and the idea is, is that you see the arm, the people that you're standing like uh, when Brandon and I did the Q&A after mine, I've referred to it as like we're arm, linking arms, like playing this game of Red Rover. And like it's like you're standing there with these guys and gals. And that in itself is like a challenge, like so much like just talent and passion from each and every single one of you in your presentations. Like you 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 were wearing your hearts on your sleeves during your presentations. Like this is all stuff that topics that each and every one of you love and care about and making sure that your voice gets out there to speak the truth and to make sure that your perspective is being shown and conveyed to the masses of people that are going to listen and watch and whatever. But to just be a part of that is like intimidating, but it's also very much an honor. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my experience with the seed conference and you did it in one take. I did my presentation in one take. Yeah. And I enjoy your tangents. Thank you. But I mean, the one take, the one take thing comes from all the live streaming that I've done is like, Oh, you, you say it, you can't take it back. (laughs) And like you, it's there. Good practice. practice. You know, it's there. You can't take it back. And the crunch for time Mm -hmm. and the very little amount of time that I have to even record something like that. So like I did that at probably 11 o'clock at night, a week before the conference. And like, I was just like, Oh, it's been a long day. And I'm like, Oh, I'm shaking and tense and all this stuff. And I'm just like, <sighs> record, let's do it. Yeah. See what happens. At and- first I was unhappy with the original recording, but Douglas said, let it ride. And I did. And that was the original recording that Douglas told me that I should let ride. And that's, that's what I put forward. So it was awesome working full time, you know, got a family kids in the background and still does it. And I know how much work that is. And, you know, there's something you mentioned, James, that I wanted to just reflect briefly on. Then I'll pass it on is that, you know, there's people that watch the movies. There's people that make the movies, but there's people that actually have to go in there and do all the little things to make a movie happen, you know, and, and that's the mechanics behind what we're doing when describing all the hats. Yeah. There's a lot of little pieces and parts that have to go together. And I really appreciate you people that are the people that actually do that 
Like, what does it take to do something? How do we do it? And that's what some of the, one of the threads I throw out through a lot of these presentations was super practical advice, like Dylan McCormick with the, with the burpees, you know, and, um, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's just Brian Easterdays was very practical down to earth. There were a lot of like straightforward practical stuff, but then there was a lot of, um, you know, heavy thoughts to think about and occult and deeper mythology and mysteries. But um, I just wanted to throw out that, that I like that practical step-by-step advice offering people. And um, I thought that was real powerful to see that come out in a lot of presentations. Chris, I'd like to give my anecdote on leading up to the presentation. Um, Not to be a a conversational bully, but uh, I do have a story to tell. I I took the how how to become the true media class with Mark Passio. And, you know, there was a lot in there that, you know, I still need a lot of work with, but I learned what I could and I, I got the, the information that I needed to do what I was trying to do, uh, which was primarily learn to use the NDI. And I want to recommend that anybody that's doing presentations, um, with OBS or, or these other, um, applications should be using NDI and at least get familiar with it because it is a real game changer. And, um, but, uh, I came out of Mark's class and I built this massive presentation. I didn't even realize how massive I had made this thing, but it turned out to be like 199 slides. And, um, I, I was able to record the first half of it, uh, immediately coming out of that class. And, uh, I got through 57 slides in four hours and then I had part two, which I was hoping to finish right after that. And then I'm sorry, I was delayed, but, um, I was actually going to custom make a a presentation for seed five, but as it came down to the wire, I just figured I better use what I got. I knew it was going to exceed the time, but, uh, I really had to get that done. And a lot of that material has been pent up in me because I've been wanting to you know, get to that material for the longest time. And I did a lot of my advanced work first. And, um, so, but this is really a caveat to, to my earlier stuff, but, um, I did manage to get through the, uh, the remaining 141 slides in four and a half hours. And, um, but I had already had that prepared, you know, long in advance. So, uh, it was really good to get that off my chest and get that presentation off of my desktop. And, uh, uh, you know, it was, it was a real honor. And just to say a couple more things, Brandon, you did, did an amazing job with the hosting. I mean, you really looked like a natural and your interviews were just on point. You were really in the moment and you really got some great interviews out of it. And I was just blown away at your tech savvy and your, and your, presentation style of course but your your you, the way you carried yourself through the hosting yeah, was, was good awesome. energy so yeah uh, that was basically what I, I had to say about that thanks yeah Brandon you knocked it out of the park you you like seriously you deserve a round of applause for like being there and being on point and pushing through like two days in a row what was it like 40 uh, cumulative hours or 30 something hours of I I think I hosted for around like 38 hours 37 okay. to 38 but it was around 41 hours of like live time 
over yeah. two days. Yeah. So I have a lot of experience being in front of a lot of people, being very social. So my background, you know, I've had cameras follow me around since I was in my teens. I, I've just, you know, I, I have a lot of, uh, you know, build up experience, like I said, just dealing with situations like that. But that was definitely quite a lengthy amount of time, you know, and then obviously working on a presentation uh, and simultaneously organizing the event. I couldn't have done it without Tyler. Tyler was the key to everything in the background. I mean, I could have put something together, but nothing as as clean as what he threw together. You know, obviously we had Will who helped out with the with a lot of graphics, and you know, I got some outsourced uh, art and graphic design, and then we also had Nate who did a bunch of the flyers and graphics as well, and he's always done such an amazing job with that. And I mean, I, you know, when I first started the seed event, it was like a desert you know, out here in the community, like there was nothing. And then whenever, I mean, besides uh, Nate and Mark and Douglas pretty much were the only people I was getting good information from and maybe Jordan Maxwell and people online, but I, I never had like a real community to speak this information to like we have now, which is really a family, like what uh, Logan was talking about, which is amazing. And I was just so thirsty to see more people get activated and that's really why I got inspired. And I got inspired from the uh, the Free Your Mind conference. And that was pretty much the only place that I kind of felt that kind of energy coming together. And there was no other conference like the Free Your Mind conference at that time. And it was like, oh, you know, like we need more of these. Why, are, why aren't these out in the public? Why isn't this online? You know, what is going on? And, uh, and every once in a while, I'd get like a little uh, deceit because I'd see like, a mirage in the out in the middle of the desert and then I'd run up on it and it ended up being a like a cactus right and I'd be like oh yeah this guy's not really speaking truth or something like that right and uh so I was just so thirsty and then also I wanted to kick the ass kick these guys in the ass you know Nate and Douglas over here because I knew they had a lot to uh bring to the table as well and uh you know, I, I kind of have a way with people with getting motivated to do things. And that's something I think I got from my dad. And I can really uh, organize things very well and just get people energized to go do stuff, right? Because that's the thing. We have to become activated. And I know that it was really Mark Passio who kicked me in the ass with like, you know, what the hell are you doing with this knowledge pretty much? Like you, you know some stuff, you know, here it is. Like what are you really doing with it? So and I had to sit back and ask myself those deep questions and like why I wasn't putting out knowledge. And it was like, okay, why not do something like the free your mind conference? And then, uh, it just came together, the energy, the organic, you know, uh, combination of all the tech and all the people who wanted to be involved. And, you know, just so many different people have helped organize this event. And then we had Will, who got inspired from many events like the Seed Conference, who did the Funnel Conference. And I was just so impressed with that. So my my deepest thank you goes out to all of you guys, including the people who were kind of the predecessors that a lot of people don't know who helped to get the Seed event in, going in the first place, like Seed 1 and Seed 2. There's a lot of other people that helped to get those going. Uh, so yeah, my deepest thank you goes out to all you guys. My spiritual thank you goes out to all you guys. And I love all you guys so deeply. And you've brought so much great work to the world that we're not seeing enough of, but we are making a little bit of a difference. I get emails from all over the world constantly from people who say, you know, like this work is changing my life. And that's what it's really about. You know, 
And then you know that that's really uh, coming down to the children at some level. And that's why I really, you know, again, love what Indica and what we'll talk about and what uh, James was talking about. Whenever I see anything talking about progeny, uh, I know that that's, we're going in the right direction. You know, that's the place that we really need to take this information. But also, I also know how difficult this information can be, and it's going to be more advanced than just that. And that's why I try to tackle the, uh, the literature and the scholarly work, you know, because that's something we are going to have to deal with. We're going to have to deal with the advancements of the mythology. We're going to have to deal with the advancements of the ideas, the political sciences. We're going to have to deal with these things at some level. And, you know, really natural law is a panacea for all of this. You know, it's a panacea, meaning it's a solution. It is the solution to the to the spiritual ills that we have. And it is a spiritual wound that we have. And we are in a spiritual war. And this is how we're fighting it. This is our self-defense mechanism is sharing this information across um, the whole world as much as we can. You know, so thank all of you guys for coming together. And thank you for putting together, uh, you know, what I would call the flower of life finally you know we're starting to bloom it right it's starting to really unfold because the seed has it's not even a seed anymore you know it's not it's moved beyond that phase it's in the metamorphosis phase you know that's what it was all about yep that's right that's beautiful i love how you said that brandon thanks so much that's just you know it's very inspirational and i know that people are getting inspired because i've seen it and heard it um, what, what are some of the things that stuck out for you guys? You're going to say something there, Leslie? Yeah, I wanted to share. I think the inspiration piece is really important because we all need inspiration because, you know, things in life can be very discouraging and can, we can feel defeated and there's a real need to constantly sort of re-fire up that fire inside us. And these conferences are part of that. And one of the, I guess uh, correspondences or, or like uh, things that I appreciated in in three, I mean more than three, but these three particular presentations. So mine was around the mythos and and kind of the the recognition that our lives are all part of a living mythos, and that we have an opportunity to make a conscious choice of what role we're going to play, and that this needs to be based on what's right. And, and moral, and that by stepping into our role consciously, we can become, like as Dylan McCormick said, a living symbol where our own life and our bodies are important and valuable, and to step into ourselves as a symbol within this living mythos is so important. And by doing that, that steps us up into initiation, where Will's presentation just took this theme. It's like, you know, stepping up and, you know, how, you know, I, I started doing burpees after Dylan's presentation, and I'm like, I can barely do a minute of burpees, let alone 30 minutes of 340 burpees. Like that's incredible, right? And, and to push yourself to that as, and, and having behind that your sense of being an important player in this world arena and stepping into a, a living mythology because our world right now is playing out these ancient stories. And if we don't step up and choose how we're going to walk our path, like, you know, 
we're going to have trouble. So we can each all step into the symbolism, which will bring us through these rites of passage and initiate us into higher and higher levels of our own potential. And then, you know, together as we do that, like in these conferences, like our force becomes multiplied. So to me, this was super uh, inspiring. You know, and to see that some of, you know, like Brandon, I love, you know, how you brought together the demystifying all these occulted traditions and just sort of tying together so much, you know, um, it's really beautiful. And it's like seeing everything together and the whole is so much more powerful than just one presentation alone. And I think that um, this is a really wonderful thing to keep keep moving forward with and the live music was amazing by grant presence too added oh, yeah. extra awesome energy so i just wanted to highlight that as well yeah i really um, like too that well, you brought up that rites of passage because that was a powerful um theme that came up in a lot of presentations go ahead james so uh, i was while it was on my mind i really wanted to kind of tell this little story I watched the seed four conference and I watched it from the beginning to the end. And Will Keller opened up the day with his presentation about conscious parenting. And it really just like, it like smacked me in the face. Right. And then shortly thereafter, I think it was like a week or two after Will and I met and did a podcast with Sean. And like from there, it was just like this rolling ball down the hill for me. Uh, personally, like doing podcasting and everything like that. And I started to take it more seriously about speaking up and speaking out about these things that I'm concerned about. And I, I mean, of course, I'm the one taking the action, but the inspiration behind that was the Seed4 conference. Will Keller was a big inspiration behind that. And then I see Brandon Martin is the guy that's putting on the whole thing. And I'm like, these guys are for real. And, uh, here's, you know, here's who, you know, who I'm looking up to and to, to like, that's what I was trying to say before my, when I first came in was like to be able to go from just a spectator to working my ass off for like a couple of years, like nonstop trying to figure out like, how do I speak about these things? These things that I've like, that I feel like I've always known about to go from just being a spectator to actually being invited to like not seed six, not seed seven, seed five from seed four to seed five. Like, it's just like, it just shows that anyone can do this. Anybody that's a spectator of this podcast, of the seed conference, of funnel, even shattering the illusion, any podcast, whatever you can do it too. And you can make a difference as well. And whether it's a difference in your life, which is awesome to do if you're leading a better life and you're not causing harm that's great because that's who you're responsible for ultimately but if you're helping other people be inspired to make a difference in their lives as well that's that's a great thing as well but you're never going to know until you try and that's all i did i all i did was try and i was inspired to do something and i stood up and i was like i gotta do it i gotta do something and look where it got me i mean it's like i'm standing on top of a mountain <laughs> like at that seed five conference and like it's just I don't know. I just wanted to share that with people where it's like, look, the more people that are speaking up about the problem, if you're sharing your perspective, if you're, if you're sharing your perspective and vibrating in truth and like, you know, you know that that's, that you're speaking truth, then the more the merrier, in my opinion, and we're never going to make any sort of movement in this, in this effort. If there's only 12 of us, 24 of us who are speaking up about it. Mm. So 
Um, I rarely speak to people like this, but be like me, get inspired to speak up, give it a try and push yourself because we're never going to see a brighter future until more of us are doing this. And that's what I just wanted to say. So again, thank you everybody here. And that's it. Well said brother. And now you're doing fantastic work and inspiring me. That's what's great about this is that all all the presenters in the Seed Conference, all, everyone here right now is my inspiration. We we push the bar for each other. We motivate each other, and it's all about inspiration. Inspira- the whole conference is about insp- inspiring the viewership to take action. It's like you can't force people to look within, but you can inspire them, and that's what inspiration is, right, to breathe into heart and mind – and this is how we can reach. We can reach and activate the heart space because you have to care. And if we can deliver knowledge and a message and, and someone can take that and feel that, that frequency, that vibration, um, you know, it's to inflame, to ignite. And this is what it's about. It's about activation. Uh, and we're, we're creating the ripple effect, right? We're all candles and, you know, a million candles can light the world. So – you know, I, I mentioned that rites of passage thing, and there were times when communities would get together and dance around a fire and tell stories. And um, our world has become so fragmented, you know, like I talked about, that that doesn't happen the way it used to in many cases. But what we're starting to do is reform that mythos, you know, like Leslie might say. You know, we're recreating a community and we're recreating new rituals that are rituals of learning. Rituals of using the trivium, of sharpening our swords of thought and our magic of our words. And what else can we do in this life but do that? And I I just think of situations in my life where I've looked up the hill and see somebody who's better prepared for this hike than I am and got all their stuff together. Not only are they doing the hike, but they're willing to help somebody else, too. And I think that's kind of where we're getting as as content creators that we're not only just living our life and making the bills and taking care of the kids or whatever, but also doing something for the future of all humanity and trying to make a literal difference in the world as it exists. Right. I mean, it's about, it's about like doing what you got to do in the world that's been built around us to like get the resources and do the things, but it's also about your intention and your care and where you put your care in the spare time that you have, because we all have spare time. There's, there's nobody that exists that has absolutely zero spare time, whether it's an hour, 40 minutes, 30 minutes, that's spare time. What you're doing in that time where you're putting your care makes all the difference in not only your own life, but in the lives of the people around you and the ripples from there, like, like like what's being described, you know, and that's, that's where people's mindsets can change. And, and change for the better is if we just put our care into something that's actually worthwhile and that's not going to lead to the harm or initiation of harm of another living thing, another another person, even animals. I mean, we, we don't got to go down that rabbit hole, but it's still true. And I think that that can change the world if we just focus on what we care about and realizing stopping the initiation of harm is the big solution, you know? In all forms. Let's make a tradition of truth and first principles and morality, right? 
right. nature. <laughs> right, because that's the first principles, let's, that's, let's, that's, let's get it going. Like, that's the foundation. And if you don't have a strong foundation, the structure is going to topple over. It's not going to be able to stand, it's not going to be able to withstand any storm. You know, you can, we can, yeah. you know, apply that metaphor to whatever you want, but that's a good metaphor to use. It's just it's going to topple over and crumble. Yeah, I have and, a, uh, go ahead. Is that Brandon? Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah. Just real quick to, to piggyback what James said, um, before I started doing, you know, content, I never thought that I would be a part of anything like this. I never thought that I would be you know, with a, uh, on a uh, round table with Nate Cap and, you know, Chris, uh, Chris Nelson. I never thought that. I was just a nobody, you know, but I care for things. You know, I wanted to know what was going on. I care for truth. And, uh, you know, just sitting back and, you know, watching a lot of y'all's content, it really did inspire me. You know, how Will Keller, uh, when he first started doing presentations, I told him, Again, of the year, his presentations inspired me to step up my game, you know, as far as, uh, you know, learning the uh, graphical side, you know, seeing his slides, uh, seeing Chris Nelson's slides, they are some of the best and it always inspires me. So you never know who you will inspire one day, you know, um, even though I never looked at myself as somebody hell important, it's the knowledge that is the utmost importance, not me, but it's what we bring to the table, you know, because we all share common values. We all share, uh, you know, have common principles. So we can put whatever small differences aside to unite to see the bigger picture and try to inspire those because we all want to see change. And we all know that that change isn't going to happen, you know, like happen overnight. So the best thing that we can do is to try to educate, inspire, and put the information out there for everyone to make that decision for themselves. And that's really what we are trying to do. You know, that's what I'm trying to do is to penetrate the barriers of the individual, you know, because that's who we really are trying to influence to create change within themselves is the individual. And the more of us that start doing this, the more inspiration that we're then sharing for all of us to draw upon. That's what's so cool is it's just, it's just a, a self sustaining self you know multiplying uh cycle and i mean never underestimate the power of the voice as well like just to to simply be a human being that has thoughts and emotions and a voice to to communicate those things don't think that you're nobody like if you have a mind and a and a, a mouth to speak like you're somebody and your voice matters so even if you don't think you have anything new or interesting to say, there's nothing new under the sun, you know, and uh, but maybe you are going to have your own unique way of saying what has been said, but in, a, in just a way that might connect with somebody in a, you know, a different, a unique kind of way and have that received. And then maybe that inspires them and then they they step up and. I mean, that's what we're going for. Just one person at a time. You know, change happens slowly and then all at once. So I I think the more of us are joining in on this, uh, I, I think that if we have the persistence, which I believe that we do, when I look at all of you, you know, we we are very resolute. And we've been at this for years and we don't plan on giving up anytime soon. And I think... 
like it seems s- somewhat discouraging sometimes uh, you know the 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 growth is slow it feels like nobody cares sometimes but i think because the world is changing and things are kind of getting worse the the worse things get the more what we say or what we're about is relevant and and important and so that shift is always moving and i think at a at a certain point there will be a a sort of a the s curve you know where like people are really starting to realize the importance of having principles and then we will be the ones who have been you know putting this out for years and when people come looking for it you know then they hopefully will be the ones that you know that they will turn to yeah you know uh there like when i was looking into mark passio's work i often try to imagine like um i've heard in terms of marketing when you're trying to create a podcast you're trying to create a message you're supposed to imagine the avatar of the person you're trying to reach and that helps you you know that might help someone out there if you're trying to create something that's one of the first steps you want to do and for me, my avatar is my own self when I was like 29 years old and I didn't get this stuff. And when I first started listening to this stuff, like like um, Brandon was saying, you know, there was Michael Tessarian and there was a few of these, you know, David Icke kind of characters and then Mark Passio. But there wasn't I didn't see all you guys out there at that time, you know, like I'm sure some of you were starting to speak, but. Now, if I were popping onto the scene and seeing this, that would be a whole nother uh, world that would have opened doors for me in a faster and more exciting way because I would have related more to all these different personalities. And I would have been like, oh, yeah, I like this guy. I like this Nate guy. He makes sense. You know, this Brandon guy, you know, and it's like Douglas pointed out in his presentation and Mark's also like a lot of shit led up to where we're at. Right. The, The history of socialism, Darwinism all these isms that have that have percolated through these years and got us into this point where people's minds are so stuck on belief systems. We got to like piece by piece, take all this shit back apart and ask why and look at each piece. And most people aren't willing to do that. It's scary. So we're helping them do it. We're doing it in little pieces and parts to make it a little easier, like pushups, like exercise. Um, you know, that's the way I see it. And you know, the way you guys do that, Chris, you know, like, Brandon said, putting together really awesome graphics that explain things in a simple way and being able to say it really, um, you know, that's awesome. I uh, I wanted to do an addendum to my anecdote, too. I wanted to mention that I did use a lot of Mark Passio's work, and I used a lot of his slides, in fact, and I actually tried to take as many of them as I could and just remake them with my own aesthetic but it was a lot of Mark's information that I had brought, and that's kind of relevant to what you and Logan were just saying, um, you know, that maybe that somebody can hear it differently from me. But, you know, it's still the same information I'm presenting and yeah. trying to Sometimes there's, there's only so many ways you can say 2 plus 2 equals 4, right? It just is yeah. what it is. But I, I have a little bit more. Um, yeah, but I did. I wanted to mention I used a lot of Mark's work. And um, thank you for that, Mark Passio. And his presentation, um, the importance of or technologicals, technology's critical role in the war for freedom was a very critical and important part of the event. 
and uh, thank you for bringing that, Mark. But I wanted to mention Mark Devlin's uh, presentation, Equinoxes, Equinoxes, Solstices, and their connections to the music industry, or and their musical industry connections. Um, because when we're talking about symbolism, that's a lot of what we're talking about is not just an object that can be a symbol. It, it, it's an allegory or a metaphor. And that's what we're, we got. We need to be able to see and understand in a lot of the films. And in my presentation, I was talking about bread and circus. And, um, I actually intended to come on the round table at seed five at both on both nights, but I ended up not being able to make it. And what I wanted to talk about was because I had done sort of a hit piece on Hollywood. I wanted to mention the importance of, of the artisans guild. And yes, that when these people do sign any celebrity, anybody in the public eye, politician, celebrity, athlete, whatever, once they're a celebrity, they, they are signed to an entertainment contract and they aren't really allowed to have their opinions of their own. But cryptically, through the stories and in the writing and the screenplay, they are putting out critical information. So, like I say, we don't want to throw that baby out with the bathwater either. We need to remember that the the Albigensian Crusade was an artisan's class that was gathering, you know, in, in Western Europe. And and um, that presented a uh, a threat to the Roman church, and they ran... Um, the Albigensian Crusade specifically against the artisan class. So we need to understand, um, even in the literature, there, it's, there's cryptic knowledge in, in the watermarks and in, in the symbols and in the stories. And we need to be able to flesh these out and we need to be able to understand how they're trying to get the message through. And that's what I wanted to come on the roundtables and talk about because I felt like I had just done a hit piece on Hollywood. But uh, it's very important, and, and I'll give you one example, you know, just so you can see this. Um, for instance, Die Hard 1 and Die Hard 2. I know most people are familiar with those movies. Don't get me started, but, yes, they're very conservative, biased films. But if you break those films down, you're going to find out they're both Ritual of Osiris because they're both taking place on Christmas, and it's a fertility rite. And I'm just going to, you know, just to give you some information. If you remember, uh, both of the, uh, the, the, in the first movie, um, so it's about commencement, recommencement of a solar cycle. Okay. Die Hard 1 and Die Hard 2. The allegory is in there, uh, because they're both taking place on Christmas. Okay. And, um, if you remember in the first one, both of the, uh, the agents that show up, the FBI agents, are named Johnson, and Johnson is a phallic symbol. Well, both of those Johnsons are killed in a helicopter crash, and that is infertility. Okay, and the reporter's name is Richard Thornburg. That's Dick Thorne. That's that's uh, injured genitalia, injured genital. It means infertility. Okay, and the, the the Johnsons being burnt up in the rooftop explosion, it means infertility, and even the the helicopter itself looks like spermia, and you see the spermia burning up in the fire. It means infertility. We have to understand the symbolism, 
because if, you know, and then I'll give you an example in part two, and they both deal with dismemberment, but in part two, he's fighting with the, the guy on the wing and he bites his finger off. That's dismemberment. That's ritual of Osiris. And then the other, the black commander goes through the turbine of the jet engine and, and that's dismemberment because it means infertility. It's the ritual of Osiris. So we have to understand these allegories. We, that's the symbolism that we need to be able to see. Like in, uh, Apocalypse Now, the guy's name is Lance Johnson. It means injured genital. It means infertility. Because it's all about these fertility rites, which goes all the way back to the ancient nature cults. And they're speaking through the allegory. We have to be able to read the symbol. Thanks for letting me get that out there. Beautiful. Awesome. I'd like to add to that. Um, well, first I want to say I really appreciate all the appreciation from you guys and your words. Uh, it really means a lot to me. And I, I don't know that, um, uh, you know, I, I mean, there's a lot that I want to say, but I know that we're kind of running low on time, but I, there's something that I wanted to say that, um, is, I guess, kind of nerdy, but, uh, it, I, what I noticed in this whole conference, um, some of the, you know, the parallels or some of the, you know, overlap of the symbolism is that, um, you know, and this goes with what Doug's saying about Osiris, but, um, you know, just to, just to show some of the connections that I saw that were really powerful. Well, you know, obviously the five and, you know, the butterfly is very interesting, uh, you know, being the metamorphosis, the seed five, because, you know, Doug's talking about the, you know, the phallic, the uh, Osiris's phallus. And it's interesting because, you know, the phallus is about, be, you know, being raised. And when you think of the, um, the amount of days in a year, there's 365 days in a year. Uh, for the most part, obviously, there's a you know leap year where it's 364. But something really powerful about that is that you know uh, the ancients they they understood the uh, epigominal days, which are the five extra days of a year. So it's 360 plus the five epigom epigominal days, and that five is so powerful because when you think of you know, the round table, you have an X and, you know, right where those two lines meet in the middle, that's the middle. That's, that's Osiris. That's the middle part, uh, the phallus, that's the raised part. But, um, it's very significant because, you know, what I've realized in this whole conference is, um, you know, it's the round table. It's everybody's bringing their information to the table and uh, one of the things that is at the middle of the table, we're all searching for truth. And we all are bringing the knowledge of natural law as the undertone. We're, that's our foundation. That's our, uh, that's the principle we're working from. And, um, you know, for it to be the five, and it's very interesting, you know, with, you know, Twitter turning into the X, uh, very significant and very synchronistic, um, especially, you know, right around the, you know, uh, right before seed happened. Um, but 
it's very interesting because, you know, the, uh, you know, the round table is about King Arthur and that's something that, you know, Brandon brought up that was really cool in his presentation. And, you know, thinking about, um, all the connections with all the boxes, because that's about resurrection. That's what Osiris is about, the resurrection. So you have, you know, uh, Logan did an excellent job at uh, showing all the connections with the boxes and, you know, being raised and thinking outside the box. And then, you know, I saw Chris Nelson talking about the same thing, especially talking about the third degree, the, uh, the raised degree, you know, with the coffin. And that was something that I... Uh, kind of touched on as well. Um, it's very interesting that there that was you know something that that even happened more than once in the conference. So that means everybody's on this very similar frequency. You know, just like Chris Jansen with his um, breakdown of the tesseract. You know, another box, um, something that um, is is just it's it's well you know and then look at my, my mother, Indica, she, uh, she talked about, you know, the hero's journey, right? And then, you know, that, that hero's journey is about raising. It's about, it's the same thing. It's, you know, Osiris is the whole, uh, the whole circle, the whole hero's journey. But, um, you know, this whole conference, it's, it's almost like everybody was just bringing that frequency of the metamorphosis. And, you know, really uh, combining that sun and moon together. And um, it was really cool. It was really cool that uh, Chris Jansen also uh, kind of um, uh, channeled uh, diesel automatic a little bit there, you know. Uh, couldn't get diesel automatic, so he became uh, very awesome like him, uh, which I really loved appreciate. It. I loved it, Chris. Great job. Yeah. Diesel awesome. by proxy. <laughs> Yeah, I was, that was great. Uh, it would be really cool to get together with you guys and you know do some kind of uh, song together. Um, Rap but, battles. But yeah, I mean, you Rap know, Brandon battles. Spencer, <laughs> you know, just bringing bringing the fire. And uh, I really loved what he said about the lantern and God. you know uh, wow. keeping that flame. <laughs> wow. What I missed it. Uh, why do cats love boxes so much? <laughs> well, I'm feeling feeling expert. really called out here. Uh, <laughs> got your box on that one. <laughs> Sorry Getting to interrupt some you there, quantum Nate. theory oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got a little uh, cat distraction. Chat cat distraction. That's <laughs> out of the box. Uh, I mean, the Egyptians <laughs> saw them as sacred, so maybe they're just immune to the the box energy. Right. They haven't it's, forgotten that they were worshipped as gods in the ancient world. Right. They're they're so powerful. They they it's a it's like a, a flex, right? Like I can play in this box and it doesn't even affect my consciousness. Right. I think it's also a reference to Schopenhauer's cat in the box with uh you know, Trude, whether it's Trude. dead or alive. Is it yeah, that's Schrodinger's yeah. Yeah. Schrodinger's yeah. Yeah, yeah thank it's you. The, cat, yeah. the cat's not in the box until you open it and see the cat. Yeah. Right, right. I think they're hiding out because they're worried about another catastrophe. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Chris Jensen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> well, it's it's been wonderful um, chat having everybody here. Um, if anybody wants to kind of close up, any finishing thoughts. But 
I think we're kind of getting to the, about that point in the evening where attention spans start to wane a little bit. So, um, man, I'm just so proud that you guys would all show up here for my show and and with all this great energy and thoughts. And, um, yeah, I'll hand it over. Anybody want to – any last thoughts? No, right? I got one. I got one thing to say to all you guys and to anyone listening. Courage begets courage. That's it. Yep. Mic drop. <laughs> I I just want to say that each and every one of you guys has just blown my mind at this conference. And I, I wanted to finish off also just, I mean, there was a lot of other people that gave great presentations, not getting to them, but I just wanted to also say Leslie Powers really inspired me a lot with her presentation. And, um, you know, it, it really is about finding your care, finding that sacred feminine and reuniting that re you know, uh, rekindling that flame and, um, you know, keeping it in that, that lantern, like, uh, Brandon Spencer was saying and, and really, uh, protecting it and growing it. And, uh, you guys are all just so awesome. And I'm really looking forward to all your, you know, the, the next works that you do. And, um, you know, I'm just going to keep on uh, studying your works and, uh, you know, Hopefully I'll, I'll inspire you guys more. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm very thankful for all you guys so much. Hmm. Likewise, man. Right on. Awesome. Great show guys. Thanks so much for coming. And this is just the beginning. Um, we got a lot of good stuff to come in the future, so we'll be back for more. Thanks folks, listeners for coming. And um, have a great night and till the next one. Indica, thank you so much for everything that you do. I, I totally forgot to even say anything. I'm so sorry, Chris, for extending this. But I That's just wanted okay. to make sure I pointed to Indica real quick and just say thank you so much for everything that you do. It, oh, it's it's wonderful. And uh, I really, really appreciate it so much. That means a lot, James. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be seen or appreciated for anything. So yeah. uh, I... I Really enjoyed having this conversation with everyone. And um, I want to say that uh, if I can, there's been some talk in the past about people you may, maybe not getting to um, a higher state of awareness or consciousness as fast as they need to be. And I, I tend to differ with that looking at this group that, wasn't really together four years ago or so things are happening and it's very positive. And I see a lot of very positive things happening because we're all here together to help each other grow um, and reach that higher awareness. And that's why we're all talking here today to, you know, inspire others. And uh, we're doing it, you know, we're doing it right now. It's this great. is it. This is, this is it. Well said. Appreciate <laughs> you, you all. Thanks. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you so Everybody. much, Chris, for putting this on. All right, Thank guys. you, Chris. Yeah. Much love. Yeah. Bye, Great everyone. Love Bye. you guys. Peace out. Attention, all truth seekers. Mark Passio from uh, whatonearthishappening.com welcomes one and all so to loud. his upcoming in-person presentation. 
two masks, same face, the dark occult origins of Nazism and communism. This special all-day event is taking place on October 21st, 2023 from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at the Exton Hotel and Conference Center in Exton, Pennsylvania. Walk-ins are welcome or get tickets to Mark Passio's all-day presentation. Head on over to whatonearthishappening.com. Ultimately, it's up to you.